Before we get started with today's episode, one quick disclaimer, we are still using Zoom as we have some glitches with our other software that we've been using to record with. So please excuse any of the audio quality that's a little bit less than normal. Uh, And if there's any glitches within there, we've done our best to take out as much as possible. We are actually connecting with an audio engineer who is one of our followers who offered to help us out. So we're excited to meet with, with him and learn from him. And hopefully we have all of this fixed very soon. Enjoy today's roundtable. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, a group of doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and the science of the stuff that we are putting on our feet. We are continuing our journey through the DPT approved awards. This is episode number 69 of the podcast. Uh, we are, ooh, how many? Four, five, five ish episodes into our DPT approved awards, which again are our run through of some of our favorite shoes and some of what we think are the best constructed shoes within different categories. Today, the, the week that this is getting released is the week of Christmas. So happy holidays to everybody. We've got our festive gear on. I got a flashy whatever, like literally flashing hat on and everybody else is, Matt's wearing a performance. Hey, we got that for your I, birthday. Yes, that's that's why I was wearing it. It's a festive, like oh. aggressive holiday performance shirt. <laughs> the same with this though. Shout out Brooks running, run yeah. Mary run merry yeah instead of run happy it's run merry that's really good it says it on the shirt i like that that's nice yeah and go warriors number one in the west hey they're looking good they are they're looking good well again uh we are working through our dpt approved awards our team has ran over fifteen thousand miles this year and we've tested over 110 shoes this is probably the category that people love to talk about the most and it's the shoes that we run in the least <laughs> uh and running them a good amount yeah that's maybe we run in them more than we should maybe not conversation yeah, for another like time two to three times a week probably dang i suppose you're doing fast stuff a lot yeah yeah weird we're talking about racing shoes we're going to be talking about what are the best racing shoes for short and long distances racing that have come out this year not talking about spikes. Uh, we're talking about road racing and we will dive into that today. We're each going to give, as we have in the past, our contributor picks, the ones that we've personally enjoyed the most, and then our consensus pick uh, overall for the what we think was the best offering for a road racing shoe this year. Anything you guys want to add regarding what, what this category is about? Yeah, for the listeners out there, this shoe will not get mentioned today. Alpha Fly. For once, <laughs> David's not going to mention it. Because it didn't come out this year. <laughs> it did not. That's the only reason. It's I, the only reason. It's holding up. I actually don't run in these that much. I mean, like, on the big days I, I do, or the, like the big workouts, and I only have maybe 125 miles maybe on them. So Yeah. Also, I, we, do have to, we do have to give DJ... A little bit of a, of a floor here to talk about his marathon. 
Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you want to. We're proud of you. Yeah, we are proud of um, you. Um, that, that was on the spot there. I know he, I did not prep him for this, but can you give us just, I feel like the way you've walked through your marathon experience and we can't do the whole story right now. No, no there certainly is a not. story, but can you just tell us, uh, kind of how you've been reflecting on it and what your shoe was? Cause people were wondering. Yeah, I did end up running in the alpha fly. Um, I ran at the California international marathon for 2021 up in Sacramento, December 5th, I think, um, it didn't go as planned and sometimes that happens and that's okay. But, um, I executed as best I could. The, the plan was to go run basically five twenties, like five twenty to five twenty-five. stay smooth, stay consistent. Don't do anything crazy. And that went perfectly to plan for 14 miles. And uh, came through the half marathon, 110, exactly what we wanted. And um, I blacked out. So <laughs> literally, he like literally blacked out. Yeah. So I, I don't have a lot of recollection of, of what happened. Literally from like 14 to like 18, I don't remember a thing. Mm-hmm. I remember my coach and I remember my girlfriend's voice. And they were right after the half marathon point. And you, you go through the half marathon, you make a left onto Fair Oaks. Then there's kind of like this, like kind of gradual down and then it kind of goes up. That's the last thing I remember. Like I, I remember seeing like a long stretch and that was it. So I, I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, everything kind of came back around around like 18 or so. And I can kind of, I basically just walked and jogged the rest of the way. Uh, I was kind of going in and out of consciousness a little bit. It was pretty crazy. Uh, that hasn't really happened to me before, at least not like that um i've gotten lightheaded from running hard before that i think that happens to everyone Mm -hmm. but um that was the first time it got probably like a little bit scary so um i think i finished like 245 i think so that's that so 110 first half 135 second half so we crushed it (laughs) (laughs) we're just happy you made i for you to be alive and that you finished you're alive and then, yeah, to gut out that you could have just pulled, you know, like, I, I feel yeah. like there's plenty of people that pull, but I, I just think that there was some grit that you showed to just, you know what, I'm going to oh, believe me. The thought crossed my mind when there was still like 10 K left and you're like, <laughs> walking. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. really, I just asked you that because we needed to talk about the alpha fly for you. Yeah. Yeah. I ran in the alpha fly. It's like my old reliable for the people that are listening. <laughs> Uh, and viewing and have followed us for a while. I thought about running in some other shoots. I genuinely did. And part of me still isn't sure if I made the right decision. I do like a lot of the other shoes that came out this year. But at the end of the day, it was kind of like my old reliable. I just kind of was like, you know what? Like, <laughs> yeah. think good things happen when I wear that shoe. And <laughs> ironically. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. It definitely shows us the shoe is not the make or break scenario in this in this sport marathoning the marathon happens so that being said i would like to give a shout out because there was a huge explosion of quality racing shoes this year that like in the past like the true choices were a little bit more limited and now we are absolutely overwhelmed with solid choices so this was not an easy category to pick that's what i was I was going to say the exact same thing. I think yeah. this was a year where it was almost, a, it was almost sneaky how many good options yeah. came out. 
so we'll probably hit a good number of them. What we're going to do is we'll each give our own contributor pick for short and long distance. We're going to qualify that as anything under half marathon short, anything over half marathon or over long. Uh, and we'll give a pick for each of those. And then our overall consensus pick at the end. So Matt, why don't you start us off? Give us your short and your long distance. Don't talk about the consensus pick, Matt. Okay. Got it. Okay, so cool. assuming I, I don't know if I can talk about this other one yet for short distance, but I use the major one for pretty much everything uh, minus trails. And I I'm so happy to say this because the first version was such a huge disappointment and this was awesome. So the Adidas Adios pro two was by far my choice for me of the year. There were some other really good ones out there that also could do well on trails. This is just what I kept choosing, whether it was 5k, 10k. Um, I ran a, some longer tempos in this shoe. And if I had to run a marathon tomorrow, this is what I would grab. If I had to run a 5k tomorrow right now, this is what I would, well, 5k, I'd probably grab this, but we're going to leave that for a little bit later. But I still, yeah, I still ran plenty of 5Ks in this shoe and maxed out what I thought I could do. And it was awesome for that. So it can do that. So that, that would be my top for kind of both of them. And just the way- Really quick, sh- Matt. Yeah, really quick. I think just you mentioned the Takumi Sen8. We, yeah. we did make the decision that to be eligible for the 2021 awards, um, if it's a shoe that is released in November or December of a year, they're eligible for the next year's award. Yep. So the Takumi Sen was released in December of 2021, which means it will be eligible for next year's awards. Right. So anyway. Yeah. So now I would choose this probably for 5K, but still for longer stuff, Audios Pro 2. Just the the weight, the, it feels way more nimble than the first one. The foam, I'm not sure because I had a prototype. I don't know if this is an early release, but the foam, the LightStrike Pro did not feel the same in the first version compared to the second. So second one is just nice. It's not, it's bouncy, but it's not unstable for me. I think other people that anybody that goes out laterally, you're not going to like this shoe. But for me, the, the rear foot design, the really lateral heel bevel, there's a rear foot plate in here for somebody like me who pronates when you're running faster, this work shoe works for me and I don't fatigue in it. And I've taken, like I said, variety of race distances and I do extremely well. My only gripe for me, the durability isn't so hot. Um, here's my uh, old version, which has been thoroughly, I've taken a, enough how that many, I cannot run in this anymore. How many miles? And I think I've got maybe 60 or 70 <laughs> That's what? so bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you're not wait, watching wait, 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 wait. the entire over 50 on mine. The entire strip is I think, on gone. Mine. And it's like how does Matt do that? I don't know, man. I mean, like, sure, mine has somewhere, but like that's still there. I still got another 50 before I probably shave it off. Yeah, Maybe 100. I, took, I took a pretty massive. That's now it's a it's a it's a lateral bevel that's that cannot be running anymore. So yeah. For someone who grinds midsoles, it wasn't super great. Um, but every other performance aspect was really good where I could dial it into running faster at 5K distances. But it was also a shoe that's for me, not for other people, stable enough that it corrects my mechanics enough that I can handle super long distances in it. So I, I, th- there was some I other... To, re- yeah, go for it. I want to jump in there right now because I think we've been hearing from our a couple of viewers and emails talking about how they've heard us say that and Matt talk about yeah. the stability of the audios pro two. Yeah. And they're like, you've said, this is the most stable s- super shoe out there. 
and it it's the most stable for Matt's mechanics. It's yes, uh, I think not for you, most people. No, it's not the most stable one. Yeah, it's and, it's and relatively. It's di- it's, rel- it's relatively unstable to be honest for most people. So we should give a caveat there. It's stable for my mechanics because I slam in so hard. The mechanics of the soul work very well for me. But if you are anybody that has neutral or lateral mechanics, this shoe is a, probably a no-no unless you get up into the forefoot. Yeah. I'm going to jump in now for my picks. So you kind of have the one that spans yep. your distances. I have, I have two different picks. Um, I'll start with my short because it's the same as what Matt just said, but Adios Pro 2 um, is my pick for short, which the reason for that is because it's partially because I'm a slower runner compared to who this shoe is designed for, like these elite runners. And this is one of those preference things, and it's not going to hold true for everybody. But the way that this shoe is constructed, constructed with the big cutout in the middle, um, some of the, the cuts that you have on even on the lateral side and the lateral bias to this whole whole deal. If you're going slow, it feels like you're chopping over the transitions. It's just not going to smooth out. So for me to run a marathon, which I just ran a 3:30 marathon, so I'm not, I'm running eight minute miles. This shoe doesn't smooth out there for me. So I love the way the foam feels and it does feel really, you know, has that pop and that roll and that bounce, the propulsion when you get going. And I really, I, I do like the toe spring construction here. Um, and the, and the heel compression is really nice, but, um, it doesn't smooth out for me for till I go faster. And so I just ran a five miler a couple of weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> and I ran a PR and I ran these in, in these and, they worked really, really well for that for me. And they felt smooth the whole way. I didn't have any of that choppiness, but if I go slower, I can't, can't do these. And so that's why for me, it falls into the faster category um, for shorter distance stuff. What do you got, Matt? I would say, again, we want to remind the viewers that the majority of the shoes that we're going over today are not meant to be used for slower pace runs. They are not designed for recovery runs. They're not designed for easy ones. And we encourage you not to do that because the way they're designed is not, they were not designed with that in mind. They were designed for racing, for moving faster. The couple exceptions to this, which we're not going to talk about a ton, we'll mention a little bit. These two, the RC Elite 2 from New Balance is probably the most comfortable and is one of my top lightweight trainers, plated trainers, for that reason where the sole is forgiving enough, you can use this for more easier stuff. The Deviate Natural Elite is also another one that's really hard to find, but it's so comfortable. It can handle some easier stuff, but most of the stuff we encourage you do not use for easier efforts. If you're working a little harder, that's when the mechanics of these shoes are going to work better based on the foams and the some of the inherent instabilities. These are not, none of these are true stability shoes, even remotely. So be cautious with those. Yeah. My long distance pick, uh, you guys probably know it if you've been following us because I ran my marathon in it. I find uh, it to just be really protective, smooth and consistent, not too bouncy, not too soft. It sits on the firmer end of these some of these super shoes and it's the Saucony Endorphin Pro 2. Um, I, I just, I loved it for my marathon. I would do it again a million times over. It just really, like I said, I'm running eight minute miles and it because of the construction, it's got that full contact outsole. It has a not too excessive, you know, rocker geometry. Um, but, and then the high stack just made it feel really protective, consistent, smooth. It felt good to go and a little bit firmer, which a preference for me is, is there. So 
A common clinical suggestion for a lot of people out there, I had a lot of runners this year with Achilles issues, including myself, or stiff ankles, especially master's runners. This was a really successful shoe choice for a lot of people using, that were intentionally, not for training, but for racing, um, especially my master athletes that were dealing with Achilles stuff. Um, and so that, 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 what's that called? Why am I forgetting this? Speed the roll. speed roll. Uh, works very well as a rocker for unloading uh, some ankle stuff. So it was, it was a, a good one clinically. Yes. And I did like the higher drop. Yeah. Cause it's the eight millimeter. So awesome. All right, DJ, what you got? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good transition. So for the endorphin pro two, I had a little bit of a hard time going faster in it. Like I could, but it felt kind of forced. And so if you know me and racing shoes, I'm going to bring up more than one. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it concise. David's David's our, our guru. You know, if you, in different categories, David's our, our plated shoe guru. But I just, I had a little bit of a hard time with the endorphin pro plus. And so like with the way we worked our picks out, we had our top three for short distance being 10 K and down and our long distance basically being over 10 K. So I don't know, let's say 10 mile plus. And um, I'm going to go with my number three on the, on the short list, because I will talk about my number two afterwards but my number three was the endorphin pro plus and that was a big surprise to me because power run pb to me it's not quite as responsive as some of these other midsoles out there they rely much more on that speed roll that geometry getting into a rhythmic cadence getting into a rhythmic stride and just kind of getting just getting into rhythm and feeling good and and just rolling off of the same pace that changes with from pro plus this thing is so light it's under seven ounces it's light it's nimble the outsole is aggressive enough to feel like you can really grab the ground underneath you and you can you can run some pretty hot paces in this and i have run under 20 minutes for four miles in this in a workout and it felt good and this is definitely a shoe that's worth reaching for and it's one that i get a little bit excited about the upper could probably be a little bit you know, it could probably hold the foot down a little bit better, but you just lace that thing down tight. You live with it because it lost that much weight. So yeah. the Endorphin Pro Plus is going to be my my contributor pick, a surprising pick, one that I feel you could even use for cross country because of that outsole coverage in most situations. California cross country. I mean, I'm not talking thick, muddy, grassy. None. There's not a single super shoe. I think that can do that, but you go and you run on a clean cut country club or like a Mount Sac type course where you've got dirt or, uh, some things like that. I, I think you could, I totally think you could. You take a, a shoe that's bright white on a dirt course. <laughs> I think that's blasphemy. I hey, you gotta do what you that. gotta do. You got, you gotta do what you gotta do. Totally. All that's right. What's your cost. long distance? So my long distance one, it's probably not a surprise for many. Um, this is my number one in the category. Uh, it's not the consensus pick due to some other reasons, but it's going to be the Nike Vaporfly next percent too. Um, I didn't realize it was a 40 millimeter stack in the heel. I thought it was a little bit lower, but it's, so it's a high stack shoe. It doesn't really look like it. Um, you have a little bit more drop in the next percent too than you do in the alpha fly. You don't have that beefed up pod there. Um, it does feel like it a little bit at first. It took a little bit of getting used to for me, but at the end of the day, I mean the, the zoom X midsole and the geometry of the shoe it's forgiving and, it, and it's light and it's fast and, and it just feels good. And it feels good at 
faster paces and it feels good at rhythmic paces. It's a very versatile racing shoe. They did a good job with it. I think there's a reason why a lot of people have it on their feet. It doesn't work for everyone. I will say that outright right now. And I was not sold on it to begin with in the beginning. It's one that grew on me as I ran more in it. I remember sending them a message immediately after my first day and being like, I don't know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but it, you were surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it grew on me. It did. And um, I think it's just an awesome shoe for long distance racing. I think it's lightweight, keeps things going. It was in the running for what I was going to wear at CIM. There were three shoes that I finaled it down to. What was the third one again? I can't talk about it. Yep. That was the biggest surprise. I was like, when you put that on the that third one on the list and I'm like, what? And that's another one that grew on me. Yeah. That's another one that grew on me. Well, that why, I, can't you talk, well, why can't well, you talk about it? Because well, we'll I can't talk out. about it, Nathan. There's rules. Oh, is what? What shoe is it? <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, it's the Nike Vaporfine X percent. <laughs> so it's somewhat high drop for a racing shoe, but it doesn't feel like it because you have obviously zoom X compresses a lot and you, you roll through, it's got a bouncy feel. A lot of people know the Vaporfly. I feel like I'm just talking circles and repeating what a lot of other people have said about the shoe. It's Vaporfly. A, yeah. Talk to beat. Just really, really quick, give a shout out. Sorry. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it much. The Deviate Nitro Elite barely missed the list for me. And my, the shoe that we will talk about as the consensus pick is a shoe that I don't think will work for everybody. And if I took that list, if I took that shoe off of the list, just based on like common things that I think will work for people, this would slide right in. So I think that shoe will work for the Deviate Nitro Elite will work for more people. Yep. From a injury, we're talking injury. You're talking injury standpoint and like comfort. Yeah, just comfort. Definitely comfort. I think, yeah, yeah. It's a comfortable shoe, and it's yes. it's still responsive. It's still a racing Paces. shoe. You can still run very fast in this. And you can be like Molly. Yeah, you could be Big like Cat Molly. Energy. So um, it stuff. just barely missed the list for me. I mean, that was that was a tough tug at my heartstrings. So I Same. just had to give it a quick shout out. Same, especially for me for that shorter distance um more than long just because it's it is a little bit lower you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Consensus pick time. This is our 2021 consensus pick for best road racing shoe and it is the asics metaspeed sky you probably could have guessed that given all the shoes that we talked about and hadn't mentioned this one yet this was a huge drop from asics this year it really you know they they brought out the um, meta racer last year not the alpha fly david i'm sorry (laughs) yeah wait for v2 next year yeah but the you know they brought out the meta racer last year but it was a lower stack kind of shoe that wasn't quite it was just it clearly wasn't up to par with kind of what was going on with the vapor fly. And then the endorphin pro was kind of the next big offering that came in. So this was their first real entry and they really did a great job. This is the lightest, one of the lightest ones out there. If not the lightest, it's right around that seven ounce mark. And you can feel that feels really light. It's got 
a lot of stack underneath for those who like lower drop it's five millimeter drop compared to um you know the eights and eight and eight over eight that you get in kind of the audios pro and the endorphin pro so there you go metaspeed sky can i talk about this yeah, yeah, Matt's the one who has <laughs> done the craziest things it's, in this. Yeah, shoe. <laughs> so this was kind of my craziest shoe. It it was very close. Wait, wait, wait. To... Sorry, I'm gonna interject. Yeah, Dorfman Pro Plus can't run cross country, but this can run trail. Get out of here. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I, get out I, of no, here. No, no, the no. I'm <laughs> sorry. Right now. I'm the traction right and now. the durability of this shoe is way better than the Endorphin Pro Plus. I love that shoe. I but think, look, I, think I have 150 miles on this shoe. The Endorphin Pro Plus can't, and this one can. This the traction <laughs> is way better. I took this on a 10 mile trail race, right? Yeah, we know this, this has a problem. This shoe has 150 miles on it. It feels <laughs> great. I still use it. Um, the outs. This is my left shoe, which is the one I tear up. The outsole is still there, which is amazing. Let let yeah, that be no, that's said. A, that's a miracle. That is a miracle. I don't think. Mo- I don't think there's any training shoes that can even do that most of the time. So that this can handle, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. I would not do this again. I used it for a, a very aggressive trail race and a cross country race on dirt. Wouldn't suggest it. Um, the couple of people that have asked that like the shoe and are doing shorter stuff and want a little better traction. I've suggested the meta speed edge just because it's a little bit lower, but that is a totally different shoe. The Sky, for me, I did not like this shoe when I first tried it on. Um, and I have two pair. I have a 10 and a half and a 10. And I'm experiencing the same thing with this one where I'm like, this shoe takes time to break in. So if you really want to like this shoe, you're going to have to give it some time. And do not, do not race a marathon out of, at like, out of the box with this. You have to break this in. You have to break your body and the shoe because it, it was stiff. It's stiff when you first take it out. And then after a couple of miles, this sole just breaks in so nicely. And this thing is is so stiff. It is so stiff. (laughs) But when the foam breaks in, it's very fast and aggressive. It's one of those ones where I like this a little bit better for shorter stuff. The the forefoot's really nice and stable. The heel is less stable for me. Um, I cannot handle super long stuff in this. And I've taken this on long tempo runs. And I get a little bit sore. So this isn't a marathon shoe for me, but for people that don't need stability, this is going to be a top shoe. The foam when it breaks in is phenomenal. It's the shoe is super light. The durability is phenomenal. Fit is good. I would encourage a lot of people to go up a half size. The 10, I went with the 10 and it was definitely close to my toes and I got a little blistering, but it was enough that I could handle it. As opposed to the edge was just like, I couldn't do it. It was way too short. And I sent it to David. 10 and a half for me was perfect is perfect size. The tr- it's breaking in quicker because I think that the, my feet are fitting and going over the plate better, but it's just, again, it's another shout out to ASICS that they did a phenomenal job. I'm already seeing photos of version two and apparently they're changing the foam, but I think the audios pro two works for me because of my unique mechanics. But I think for the majority of people, the Metaspeed sky is going to be a phenomenal choice. If you let it break in and ease into this shoe. It's great. I really enjoyed it and used it for things I wasn't supposed to. Yeah, I I did a half marathon in these, not a race, but I, yeah. I ran a half marathon distance in in the shoe. And it, it is one of those that as I kept going, I had to learn the shoe. Yep. You said kind of break your body into it. Yeah. I think that the construction of the, for me, the lower drop combined with the extremely stiff, like I can't get any like flex out of this. Whereas no. even with the shoe that's considered stiff, the Endorphin Pro, like you can see, I can actually bend yeah. that. 
you can't do that with this guy. And I had to learn how to get my, it'd be curious to do biomechanical studies with a shoe like this to look at, is it changing how you're, yeah. you're running a little bit, but it felt really good. And, um, and bouncy, um, kind of has like that, the, the heel really compresses in yeah. this shoe, which David and I kind of talked about this where that's the one like caveat that we would both give, um, and, that I experienced was calf demand with this shoe is pretty high because yes. that heel compresses a lot. Um, the, the plate sits high and, and the way that the, the foam is contoured allows it to really compress in the heel. And so it's, it's kind of like you, you fall into it and you got to yeah. climb on out. So if you have Achilles calf issues, something to be aware of for sure. Yeah. Not, not yeah. the best choice, but everything and else that's... you'll be good. That, that was my exact reasoning for bringing the Puma Deviate up earlier. Yeah. Because this isn't a shoe that's going to work for everyone. And there is a little bit higher calf demands. So I've had a little bit of soreness to the calves, maybe the Achilles, especially at first when running in it. Um, as you get used to it, then it's fine. But um, not a shoe for everybody per se. What I will say, though, the missile, this is probably the closest thing to Zoom X from a feeling standpoint that I've run in that kind of trampoline bouncy sink in and come off of type of midsole. Yeah. Um, this is probably about as close as I have felt personally, um, at least with shoes I can talk about. And um, <laughs> I, I, I just got to put some hype out there. Why not? Um, but yeah, this thing is stiff. So yeah, because of the reasons we talked about before, I mean, you're going to get a lot of pop out of this shoe, but you're going to have to work to do it a tiny bit. And those calves are probably going to be where you feel it. And I think it's a great shoe. I think for me, I, it wasn't, I wasn't sold on it at first. And I think it was because I was almost too bouncy where I felt like my stride was getting uncontrolled. And as I kind of broke the shoe in more and I kind of learned to run with it, the shoe started to come alive a lot more for me and I started to feel more balanced and nimble in it. Productive. Yeah. And so for me, this was actually my number one pick for short distance and my number two pick for long distance with an asterisk, you know, like where it's like, I could do it. I, I've trained myself up to it, but I don't think it's something you're going to take out of the box and just do right away. Please don't do um, that. Yeah. But I honestly, I'm the more I think about it, like the next long distance race I do, there's a good chance this is probably going to be on my feet. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> Knowing me, it changes on the week of or day of in some situations. So, and then it goes back to Alpha. Fly. It just goes back. To and Alpha then it Fly. goes back to Alpha but, Fly. No, I yeah. ran in the Audios Pro on one race. You did. That yeah, was a, that was. And I ran in the surprising. Rocket X on one race. That's surprising. Yeah. That was kind of but, mandatory. But yeah, this I... <laughs> this was number three. This was number three on David's pick for CIM, which was surprising because there were so many other options. And he's like, oh, hey, this that's why you couldn't talk about it. And we're it. like, yes. really? Like, you know, he had he'd be like, Yeah, I'm not you know the biggest fan, but as as I had grown to love it more and more and more, um, but then all of a sudden it started showing up and again emphasized you've got to break the shoe in. Yeah. And it's probably going to work better for you if you put a lot of force into the ground. Um, we're still trying to figure out ASICs, you know, what was that? The stride versus cadence runner, which really from a, from our standpoint goes down to a like hip versus ankle strategy. Are you using hip more? You're going to have a long, longer stride. Are you using ankle more, which is going to be a shorter stride, higher cadence for people that put a lot of force into the ground. This shoe does work well when I, and I'm a slammer. I'm somebody you got, you know, 
you've seen what my out the outsoles of my shoes look like, which is why nobody ever wants me to donate their donate my shoes to them. Because by the time I have a couple miles, the outsole's gone. Yeah, you don't but but once once my stride <laughs> opens up and I start hitting the ground hard, the bounce from this shoe is is fantastic. And we saw some shout out to um lab rat runs go check them out check them out on instagram did some some research and, and some economy stuff lab rat rundown yeah thank you sorry i can't <laughs> we do this live i don't prep <laughs> um did some uh economy studies and found that this was the closest thing to the some of the nike options so really good job a6 yeah. and actually now that i think about it so well then this is individual to his mechanics it is the chart he posted yeah. but it, well, he, he had did the number one for him, and then all within like 0.1% of each other, it was Vaporfly next percent. Uh, what we just talked about, uh, A6 Metaspeed Sky yeah. and the Puma Deviate Nitro Elite, they were all like 2.2% or something like that. That was for his own, but the, yeah. the bigger study own, with, own. with 12 yeah. to 16, this was the one, this was in the same category up there, yeah. and then the re- everything else was, and then this was down one level. Yeah, and Puma uh, wasn't in that original one. Right. They did, he didn't do the large yeah. study with... Yes, good point. I see you were yep. talking about the Puma. Yeah. You wanted to bring Puma into it. Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, out gotcha. of the ones that we brought up, like, those all gotcha. were right in there. And then Endorphin Pro was just, like, a little bit below. But the Endorphin Pro Plus wasn't even out yet. So who knows? Right. Maybe the change in weight might have... I don't know. Right. With those things. Good. Well, we uh, we got a... Matt, what you got? He's so always I, got his finger. For little, he's I always, always raise, I get made fun of in my PhD stuff that I still raise my hand, even though we're all adults. Um, don't use this for trails. Don't don't do what I do. <laughs> I definitely had some Achilles issues after that, but I like got through. It's fine. It's a road shoe. It's a road shoe. It's a road shoe. Great. I'm telling great. you, you can no. Don't look you, at that <sighs> thing, dude. That is so grippy for a racing shoe. If yeah, but the sole is so narrow and that thing is so high, you're going to fall off the side. It's not that high. It's like 32, right? Whatever. 30, 34, maybe. They, they have a, a, a Power Run PB it's trail shoe. It's 38? Yeah. Yeah, man. They have a Power Run PB what? trail shoe coming out. Just be patient. Endorphin what? Pro Plus. Stack height? Really? We're going to look this up. Yeah, gotta look it up. I mean, we're in the meantime, in the I meantime, mean, I'll stand corrected, but I, I, for some reason, I thought it was lower than the other ones. Maybe it's oh, Puma. 35 and a half. There we go. It's not 40. I knew it was a little I, bit lower than the other ones. I thought it's it was not like, by much. I thought it was lower than that, though, but I guess not. Yeah. Oh, the, the three is up to 39 and a half. Yeah. 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 Version three is. Gotcha. Which we don't have yet. We're a little bit lower in stack. Yes. Thank you compared to the rest i'm not i'm not crazy david's always right yeah and well you in that time half right in that time where where we were looking that up hopefully you took that moment to leave us a review on the podcast <laughs> i'm pushing hard for that right now um no but actually this is, we're gonna wrap it up yeah. and this is kind of crazy because this is going to be the last release of 2021 so Everybody in the DOR fam, we're just super thankful for you all. Um, Our next episode is going to have something super fun that we're really excited about. Because of your support and because of box work on on our end, uh, Doctors of Running has started to um, make income, you know? And so we just, there's something that we're starting in the beginning of 2020. 
too uh, that we're going to talk about on the next podcast and we're really excited about it and it's something that we hope um, kind of makes this feel even more like a family and like we're all in this together and doing something good for the world so um, please check in to next week's episode we'll be introducing that new thing that we're doing but again I think as we wrap this year up we're just filled with gratitude for what it's been um, from a doctor's running perspective in terms of the growth we've seen in relationships with companies just getting to know a lot of you guys more uh, through emails and through the interaction on some of these media channels. Uh, you know, as we're continuing to walk through pandemic life, it's been fun to have this bit of a community. And so we hope that it continue to grow, continues to grow in 2022. We'll probably do some kind of a goals for 2022 episode or something fun like that. And then jump back into kind of the nitty gritty of the more of the science behind the stuff that we're putting on our feet. These last couple have been a lot of the art. Um, which is fun too. So again, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can always email us at docsrunning at gmail.com. Have a great new year.